and very quickly our time on this earth will pass, right? And and so I I look at how can I position the time, the limited time I have here to make it a better place for them and for my grandkids and, and the generations to follow. Been very caught up in ancestry myself and putting together my own story. And I wish I could hear um, a conversation like we're having right now. Podcast Junkies, episode 185. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Duran. If this is your first podcast episode ever, that would be amazing if this was the first show you ever listened to. Probably not, but if this is the first time you've listened to this show, then as a reminder, this is amazing conversations with fantastic podcasters from all over the podosphere. And I just search out interesting voices in podcasting, get them to kick back their heels and talk about their shows and whatever else is on their mind. I had just such a conversation with Paul Adams, host of Sound Financial Bites. Paul is a client of ours with Fullcast, and he packed that interview chock full of information. Um, He really knows his stuff, and I got a lot of good feedback about all the knowledge bombs he was dropping. It's a really interesting conversation, so please check that out, episode 184, if you have not done so already. This week, we get to speak to Stephen Hart. He's the host of Trailblazer.fm. Stephen and I connected at Joe Pardo's MapCon event, but we actually have known each other in the podcasting world, and we've probably passed each other in the hallway and said hi in passing, but it was at MapCon that we got to spend a little bit more time together, and I realized how quickly I needed to get him on the show, and I was not disappointed. We had such a great conversation. We could have kept talking probably for another couple of hours. We talk about how he uh, gets started raising his children to not be dependent on technology and devices and how he actually wound up living in Maryland. We talk a little bit about podcast movement and about MapCon, uh, how he met, and uh, the freestyle rap session from Podcast Movement, and why Stephen encourages all podcasters to attend a podcasting conference. It's really important to bring a unique perspective to shows, and Stephen talks a little bit about that and how that inspired him to start his show, Trailblazers. We talk about how to measure success um, and also some future goals for what he wants to achieve. We find out where he got his entrepreneurial spirit and hustle and about the mentors that influenced his life and career, which includes geeking out when he first met Pat Flynn. So this is a great conversation, and I I really think you're going to enjoy his perspective. So as always, full show notes are going to be available at podcastjunkies.com forward slash 185. As many of you know, I take pride in trying to have the best quality audio available, even though I could be traveling sometimes. So I've been known to experiment with a bunch of different mics, depending on where I am. I always try to make it a point to pack my Focusrite Scarlett 2i2, and they're sponsors of the show this week. Focusrite has been generous enough to sponsor Podcast Junkies, and I can't say enough of good things about the company. I've been working with Dan at Focusrite, and to be honest, I've had this uh, Focusrite 2i2, the Scarlet, otherwise known as the Little Red Box, for several years now. And the reason I love it, is why I love it, is because it's got this front interface that allows you to plug in the two mics as XLR mics. And even if you've got a mic like the Shure SM7B that I was using previously, that's a little power hungry, you can use it with the Phantom Power. Uh, It works wonderfully with that. And I love the controls on the mic. I get to monitor my own audio by plugging my headphones straight into the headphone jack on the front of this, the Scarlet. And overall, it's just, just adds that extra level of boost 
and richness to my sound. And so currently I'm using it with the Samson Q2U. So that's going into the, uh, the Scarlet 2i2. And it's a, a great sounding sound card, extremely reliable, extremely sturdy. And it's one of my go-to recommendations when I'm working with clients and I'm having them do a brand new setup. Typically what I do is prescribe this exact setup, the Q2U uh, XLR into the Scarlet 2i2. So if you haven't heard of it or haven't seen the specs, then head on over to podcastjunkies.com forward slash 2i2 and it'll be taken straight to the Amazon page and you can check the specs there. So nothing but good things to say about Focusrite. Happy to have them as sponsors of the show. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where we reveal this week's retention hashtag. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Stephen. So Stephen Hart, host of Trailblazers, thanks for showing up on Podcast Junkies. <laughs> thanks for having me, brother. I think uh, sometimes as podcasters, we get so sucked into uh, these types of conversations. We could just start talking and then not have press record. <laughs> and <laughs> Typical <missed> the- issues. <laughs> yeah missed the best stuff. So uh, thanks for making the time. I know we had a lot of back and forth on this, but um, I've been a bit nomadic, as yeah. <laughs> regular listeners will know. We saw each other at MapCon. Yes, MapCon. Big up that to Super Joe Pardo. Super Joe Pardo. Um, where's home for you? I It's, a, it's an interesting question, uh, easily answered by many others. I reside in Clarksburg, Maryland, so yeah. a suburb of D.C., Okay. But home for me is where I was about three days ago in Jamaica. I was yeah. born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. I lived there till I was 16. You happen to post some of those pictures in Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was taking a look at them. Uh, I think there were some hammocks swinging. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing some of my family back here. 85 yeah. degrees in November is a thing of beauty. Oh, How often do you get back there? try to get home at least once or twice a year my dad's still there i still have i'm from a big family my dad is one of 12 and so i have on just my dad's side alone i have like 50 first cousins and so i I try now we're global so you have family all over the place but i try to get home once or twice a year harder now with young kids yeah so do you have one of those family reunions where everyone wears the same t-shirt oh my gosh we need one (laughs) <laughs> that would be crazy. I mean, how many people do you estimate you could probably get at a family reunion? I need to get a cut from the t-shirt guy. <laughs> <laughs> Bulk discount. That's right. <laughs> what What was it like growing up there? Growing up in Jamaica was awesome, man. You know, we were talking about this this weekend. Um, Jamaica has become, uh, unfortunately, especially in Kingston, things are a little bit more violent now. But growing mm-hmm. up in Jamaica... Um, we didn't have cable like we have today. Uh, I remember, uh, having like two stations and it cut off at like 6 PM. <laughs> so um, you, what would you see like the rainbow, bar, the, the rainbow bars, the, on the rainbow TV? bars on the TV. Come wow, on. Cool. Um, six, seven o'clock TV was out, but it forced you to, to always be outside and to enjoy life. Right. I'd be in water, I grew up swimming. I'd be in water seven days a week. Whoa. I used to have, when I had hair, <laughs> used to have like a red hairline, uh, you know, reddish blonde hairline from the chlorine and, and, oh and the water because I was in water every single day. Yeah. How do you, how do you think that, that like this idea, I mean, if, if the TV went off at 7 p.m. right now, people would like lose their minds. <laughs> right. 
I don't know that a lot of people wouldn't know what to do with themselves. And I think and devices, right? Screens and electronics of all kinds. Yeah, my kids would lose themselves. Well, it's interesting because as we get older and, you know, people of our generation have children, you still have, because of probably where you grew up, this ability to tell a story like that. And I'm wondering how much of that you bring into um, how you raise or how you think about raising your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even now, I mean, I don't have the ability in wintertime in Maryland to have them outside all the time. They're accustomed to it more than probably I would to go out and hang with them. But I, I try as much as possible to force them to have time without the devices, without the, the tablet or the television. I, I'm watching a, my eight-year-old right now and mm. she gravitates away from the TV. She can function okay. with YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah you well, know the other two, uh, right? so that's a whole other interesting dynamic of watching how how they consume but yeah many times i've forced them to to find things around the house um to play with mm-hmm. and to do uh beyond the screens and the devices and let them right. let them let their mic mind work right yeah how how actively do you parent like control the screens because it's just moving one screen if it's not the tv it's going to be the phone and youtube on the phone so but it's the Kind of the, the same concept, right? I well, my, I have two creative geniuses, right? My daughter is she actually rocks a T-shirt that she asked for um, that says "Artist Athlete Genius." Uh, you know, she's she's a lover of soccer and basketball, but okay. also a very talented artist. And so I try to, you know, my wife and I we try to feed that as much as possible. And I'm a I'm a proud and very active dad in that right um so Layla is always in in soccer um two three times a week or basketball right now she's in the basketball season but also plays chess um mm. also does coding also does art so um, well-rounded yeah and our little guy different setup but also you know fight to to make sure he's much more uh tilted towards his superheroes and, <laughs> and his, his fire trucks uh, yeah. at four than, yeah. um, and even playing in a kitchen in our loft, uh, you know, many of the times just trying to get that um, just creative time, you know, yeah. they, they create all kinds of, he's a storyteller, you know, he'll oh, tell really? you all kinds of crazy stories. Um, and so I tried yeah. to feel that. At four. Yeah. Oh, Where yeah. Where did you get the stories from? Oh my gosh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, he he is he's a bona fide storyteller, and his stories are straight from the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense sometimes, but <laughs> I mean, there's a I've heard a lot about that that time from zero to seven where their minds are the most fertile and most creative. And as a parent, I don't have any kids, but as a as a parent, it's, it's and it must be challenging. The idea is to let them run with their imaginations as much as possible, run with their emotions and and sort of like let them play all out because that's the time when they're the most creative um, period of their life. Yeah. And it's a fight initially. You know, they're not pleased when I tell them no TV or or I'm going to take the devices away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they find other stuff to do within 10 minutes. Yeah. Once the frustration wears off, you know? So. I get the sense uh, 
having been to enough malls that some parents <laughs> don't have as much control over their kids as they would like. Listen, we all have that problem with, with tantrums, right? Uh, of young ones. And yeah, it's funny because when, when you're, when you don't have kids, you're like, when I become a parent, that will yeah. never happen to me. And then you find yourself amused. And there are times where the devices work. So let me not be one of those people that like, oh, I, I you know, I can control the devices. If I'm yeah. in a restaurant with Nigel, he has my phone for my peace of mind yeah. and ability to interact with my wife. You know, I'll yeah. just hand him the phone the second we sit at a, a dinner table. Right. Okay. Uh, so there are times where I, I'll, I'll turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. Well, you got a system that works for you. Absolutely. How'd you, how'd you end up in Maryland? My wife. Uh, I, I did not know where DC was on a map uh, prior to, but we met in distance. Uh, a cousin of hers in Florida had a housewarming party and met in distance. I put my phone number in her phone and uh, 12 years that's, later, here we are. <laughs> that's pretty smooth. <laughs> yeah. 10 years so, of marriage, man. Yeah, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Appreciate it. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, we were talking about the conferences, which is because we, we connected at MapCon, but we had known of each other for quite some time. Yes. And, and as, as is with the podcasting circles, I'm, I'm still rushing to, to get people on the show that I know that I've talked to three or four times at a conference about coming on. And then before you know it, like we keep bumping into each other at podcasting conferences. And I mean, it's year five of podcast movement, which is just blows my mind. It's going to, you know, Next year is going to be their sixth year, and I went to the first one, and so it's just <laughs> in Texas, in Dallas. So it's just been interesting to just see everyone in this community, people building businesses that you know that uh, I started with, and people having like breakout hits with their podcasts, and so. But it's fun because it's I'm sure it's something you've experienced as well. This community is just so helpful, so friendly. We all want to help each other. Um, can you talk a little bit about, about that experience? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's unlike anything. And I, I, I wish I were able to be a part of the first one. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I learned first of podcast movement through Donald Kelly of yeah. the Los Angeles podcast. And Donald and I, interesting story. Donald and I met on Twitter. I was doing research uh, for starting a sales podcast. This is a couple mm -hmm. years before I started Trailblazers. I do marketing and sales. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought of this idea for a sales podcast, doing research on uh, a potential guest and ran across Donald, who had just started his podcast and interviewed the same guy. Mm -hmm. And I, I bump into Donald. I'm like, a Jamaican guy's already started <laughs> a sales podcast. So uh, we had an exchange and you know we kept in contact and he would always remain a bug in my ear. Yeah. And despite that, he was always, you know, cheering me on saying, Hey, you know, go ahead and start that sales podcast. There's more than enough space for all of us to tell right. our own story. And, and I share that because that continued on, right? Donald's story is not so much unique in the podcasting space for people who get it. And podcasters as a whole, unlike many other spaces that I've been in, they're always supportive. They're mm -hmm. always encouraging and events like podcast movement, like MapCon, it, it's it's so inspiring and and it just encourages you to keep pushing ahead right because people are trying to figure out how they can pour out the wisdom they have and i tell new podcasters all the time i'm like i want you to skyrocket 10 times faster than i was able to coming yeah. out the gate right 
and you want to see them succeed because we realize I think I think we realize that the space is still small and it needs to grow, but mm-hmm. we need us to grow together, right? I love yeah. to say, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Yep. Uh, that applies in the podcasting space. The faster we can grow together as a collective, um, the, the better off we'll all be. So I love that, man. You know, podcast movement's been amazing in that, right? Jared and Dan and, and their yeah. entire team have done a phenomenal job over the years building it up. How many of them have you been to? I came to the first one. My first one was the third. So it's my third year this year. Uh, I wanted to come to the second, end up watching majority of it through Donald's Periscope. And I was, I was watching it, watching it like with envy that I did not take him up and come in. And pretty much from that point, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely be at the third. And so did Chicago, did Anaheim and, and this most recent one in Philly. Yeah. I think we bumped into each other in, in Chicago and Anaheim, because it's right. so many people. It's two. It's now it two thousand people, and you're in the holidays. You're like, hey, and you're just passing each other, and you're like, oh, yeah. we got to we got to meet, or we got to have a drink. And and what I've learned is, if you don't do it, and yeah. if you don't try to connect in that, in that moment. moment, yeah, it, it probably won't happen because it's like you're gonna see another thirty people like the same way that you're like, oh, we should meet, and and it's been so crazy. And then every year you get another wave of friends and new friends. And- so, so what I want is you on the ones and twos at podcast movement. Cause man, yeah. dude, you had me dancing. So, you know, a lot of people think they hear I'm Jamaican and they yeah. automatically think like reggae music. Right. And growing up in Kingston, we listened to eighties, nineties, alternative mm-hmm. rock, you know, um, so you were playing some tunes, dude, that I was just jamming out to all night at MapCon. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. So for those who weren't there, you want to give them a little uh, uh, taste of what, what went down? <laughs> I don't know. If it's approved, <laughs> some of that dancing is approved for radio podcast. Well, shout out to, to uh, Super Joe Pardo, who we were talking about from MapCon. MapCon is going to celebrate year five as well, I think. Uh, he, he started on time. And, it's, and for those that don't know, Joe is a, a one-man show. And he likes, I mean, he's been getting more help lately. And we keep pushing him to, like, get help because he's it's crazy. Like, the year, the year before, not this year, but the year before, it was just so, he was, like, videotaping, like, an intro or, or like, someone going on stage and he's doing like a Facebook live and he's introducing someone and he's running the slides and then he's like directing the people with the questions and handing out the microphone. I was like, Joe, like get some help. Like you're, you're going crazy here. Um, so, you know, shout out a, to him. yeah, you know, MapCon is an, an interesting event. Uh, I love podcast movement for what podcast movement is. Big, but big, big difference in events, right? Big difference in events and both are needed in their, you know, respectively, I think MapCon has a completely different flavor in that it's a very intimate gathering. It's probably less than a hundred people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're all in one room. So there's no tracks, right? Mm. In terms of you moving around the event, you're in one room. Mm. Uh, Many of the people in the room are talking and sharing their wisdom, their nuggets of wisdom and, and, and how they think they can help you to grow throughout the course of a day, uh, throughout the course of a weekend, because it, it's a Friday. There are shorter talks on the Friday. I believe they're like eight minutes mm-hmm. at, at a clip. Um, and then Saturday is the main event. And I believe he's adding a, another day yeah. uh, next year. Of course, but, he is. Of course the, he is. He's but it forces the talks, right? Because the talks are probably like 20 minutes. And so it forces you to get out what's 
meaningful and um and valuable to to those in the room and it's just great i just find that you know i've built some great connections in that room um and and taken away tremendous value so Mm-hmm. Again, podcast does pouring in and just wanting to to help the other people in the room um, advance and get ahead. So, a couple of things um, when you were talking to Donald Kelly, and did you see um, my performance with Donald Kelly at Podcast Movement? I don't think so. Wait, hold on, hold on. The the wrapping. The, the, oh wrapping my gosh! <laughs> yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> So, you know, if you, a couple of those are funny and a couple of them, I'm trying to think of which ones it were. I was like, no guys, leave that alone. <laughs> no. So we did, um, Jared reached out to me. So obviously if, if for the listener, if you haven't figured out that all the action happens at the conferences, then, and you've never been to a podcasting conference, you, you need to get to one because absolutely must. There's, some, there's some stories that I'll remember for the rest of my life. But Jared reached out to me, Jared Easley, um, co-founder of Podcast Movement. He was on Podcast Junkies first first year, probably early 20s at the top, I think in the teens or 20s in terms of like the guest number. And I'm up to like 183 now. So it, he, he's funny because he's old school as well. And we were at NMX and he said, um, I, I want to beatbox the intro. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and let's do it. And I did some poor Eminem like this style. <laughs> but I mean, I've always been a fan of freestyle because I grew up um, in, in just outside New York City. So, you know, I literally, literally like remember like early hip hop, um, you know, so it was, it was really influential for me, like what early, like run the first run DMC album yeah. and Beastie Boys and all that sort of stuff. So you guys went old school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is old school. So I'll, I'll, I'll put the, um, the episode in show notes, but essentially it's, he he started beatboxing and and then I I did a freestyle rap, love and it. That was fun. And and if, if you listen to uh, the episodes, I usually start my episodes with a little snippet of audio. So uh, we we did that with with Jared, and like the first thing you hear is Jared beatboxing. So he was it was, but it's interesting because as this last podcast movement, he's hey Harry, he's like Donald when he's going to read the announcements of like you know, the, the Wi-Fi password is this, Arts, the app is yeah, this, yeah. the breakout sessions is this. And he's like, do you want a freestyle rap? <laughs> and I was like, I was like immediately like super nervous about doing it in front of all the people. But then like everything else, like, and I've learned a lot with business. You do it. Uh, it's new, new venture. Like the more nervous I am, the bigger the sign that it's something that I, I need to do. Mm. And I was just like, okay. So I said, I think I, I said, uh, I thought about in- instantly like which, which old school tracks could i rap to and it was rapper's delight uh doggy fresh it's a no 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 which one uh, did you do no i did uh rapper's delight i did it takes two yes it takes two that's right and the message yes flash yes and um and i was like okay what do i do so i basically like thought of like some rhymes I, i found the instrumental versions on youtube i played them on my computer and i was like okay i just wrote lyrics to them and then i wrote like eight lines for like each one and i knew i had to do it qu- soon because it was so much on my plate i was like i gotta get this off my plate and, and i sent it to jared and, and donald and they loved it and then um and then i'm, I'm trying to figure out okay when's when's the timing gonna be and they're like okay you're gonna go on like right after 
Pat Flynn's like keynote. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's funny. I'm like, so everyone's going to be in the audience. I was like, oh, yes. no, this is crazy. And then a lot of, so a lot of my friends didn't know I was going to do that. And then I show up and it was, I was like a, a bit nervous, but then obviously it goes by so quick. And I had my podcast podcast junkies on with my hoodie, but and I ha- had kind of zipped it down. And there was a point where I thought I was going to take it off and be like, "Yo, podcast junkies," because it's super bright yellow. But it went by so fast, and I didn't like um, zoned out, zoned out. But it was just it was fun. I mean, uh, everyone's like, "I didn't know you could freestyle." I had the words. I mean, full disclosure, I had the words on the screen in front of me, so I was rapping along. But I was doing it since it's front. You know, I can still make eye contact with the audience, and so that was a blast. You and Donald. Donald's crazy, man. I tell you, every year I feel like, I don't know if it's Jared, I don't know what it is. You guys come up with the cra- craziest ideas, always. always. Yeah, they each other. And it, I guess we were a perfect combo because we both have no problem being silly. So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, 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 Donald. But listen, Anyone listening who's a podcast who's not been to podcast movement, you absolutely need to get there. Yeah. Um, great, great event. Absolutely or any event. like pick one or pick, there's so many local ones. There was absolutely. just uh, you go to DC Podfest. DC Podfest. I was actually in San Diego for work, so I missed I missed out on DC Podfest this year. Shout out to Jennifer Crawford. She's yes. doing a great thing. I've been meaning to get there because I just like supporting all of them. And when I heard. Um, that's why we talked a little bit about Podfest. I'm going to Podfest in March. That's uh, Chris Kermitzos and, yes. and John Dennis. Yeah, they're they're great guys as well. They're they're coming up on five, so it's just interesting because you can see wow. like the journey of this independent podcaster movement has been you know about five years running. And I love the support between the different podcast conferences too, because Chris was at MapCon and I yeah. saw Joe at Podcast Movement. Yes, and, and so there's support between them, which is awesome as well. Yeah, it's it's something you alluded to earlier. This idea of rising tide, right? Yes. We all try to help each other. Yes, absolutely. So something important you said with Donald was this idea of Donald having a, a sales and marketing podcast and being Jamaican, and then you're like, "Whoa, that's super niche, right?" <laughs> you're like, there, "There can't be anyone doing this." And when you find out someone is, you get a little worried. And I think, uh, I mean, I started a podcast about podcasting. So, so naturally, you know, like I see Dave Jackson, I see Daniel J. Lewis, I see Ray Ortega, I see, you know, Eric K. Fisher, like it's so many amazing people that I was like, whoa, like what, what can I add to the space? And I think, and I, you probably felt the same way, like, well, I'll just, I'll do my own version of that. And I think you, you, you end up over time discovering what your voice is, who you speak to, you know, who, who prefers to hear you. And, you know, we all have unique personalities. And I think it's just a, a reminder to the listener to just, you know, don't overthink it and, and be confident that you'll have a unique personality. Like I could have 10 more people do this show and, you know, 10, 10 guys, 10 women and do the same exact show podcast junkies, but it would, there would be 10 different shows. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a great nugget of wisdom right there, right? Because the world needs what only you can give it. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest injustice you could do to your podcast is trying to copy someone else's. Yeah. You have to be unique. You have to, to share what only you can share in, in your own unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it makes for uh, a, a, a truly engaging community to come together people uh connect to trailblazers uh because they connect to some side of me be it me being a dad me being jamaican uh, whatever it is i'm you know sharing my authentic journey and story and 
there are people who have become lifelong fans and mm-hmm. super fans in many ways that yeah. they'll go out of their way and do everything to to help share, to help produce uh, the show because they believe in in the mission of it. And there are people doing things for me today that I wish I could pay them. And they're doing it out of the love of what we've been putting together. So um, great nugget of wisdom right there. You know, definitely do do you. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the the start of the show. Like what what other ideas you had. Um, I know you mentioned Donald, if anyone else was inspiring you at the time and, and how you decided to land on on the name and, and on the format. Right. Great question. So the inspiration for Trailblazers, I'm a I'm a marketer. And I, I do marketing and communications by day and a lot of branding as well as the podcasting by night. Um, and so I'll consume podcast uh, really for staying ahead of what was happening in the marketing space because digital moves so quickly, mm-hmm. whether it be social media or any side of marketing, really. Yeah. Uh, and so I consumed content through podcasting, really kind of figuring out what was happening, where the puck was moving. And always had this desire to start a podcast, uh, looked at the sales side, but even after the Donald piece, I, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. But as I've shared earlier in the episode, I have two young kids and my daughter was maybe about four. And mm-hmm. I was looking around at uh, the journey of many of my friends who had, I'm, I'm now 41 years old. So I have friends who are out of, you know, in, in a career 15, 20 years. Uh, and in some cases more, and they're now hitting that sweet spot where they're achieving quite a bit. And as looking around at other families that have kids at our daycare, as well as friends of mine, and I, I'm, I'm looking at them truly accomplishing greatness in, in their own way. And yet I was looking in the media and the tale that I was seeing, uh, you know, told about black professionals in particular, um, didn't align with what I was seeing, right, mm. in my own journey. And and I, I think being a dad of this young four-year-old, right, kids grow so quickly. And I immediately had this vibe, Harry, where I was like, you know, I, in 10 years from now, this four-year-old is going to be 14. And she's going to be looking at, you know, quote-unquote role models, right? And the media would tell her that she can become an athlete, a musician, or a celebrity, or nothing. Yeah. And yet I'm seeing all these amazing women and men, you know, and, and that's kind of where that light bulb moment for trailblazers came about. Um, I thought in my head of trailblazers and it was one of the names that came to me and I, I'm an entrepreneur at, at the core. So I always have a million ideas and I'd never shared them with my wife until I get all the way down the, the, the road. So mm-hmm. I'd already had you know, the, the, the podcast in place and finally got up to, to saying, Hey, you know, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And her, her immediate thing was, you know, what do you think of the name trailblazers? And I was like, done. Cause it was already <laughs> like set. Oh, that's good. And so, you know, as a brand guy, um, at the time it's, it's, it's funny, you know, at the time, the only, the only podcast with the, the name trailblazers in it was the Portland trailblazers, the NBA oh, yeah. team. And the moment I got through the logo, another podcast had launched the Minority Trailblazers podcast. Of course. <laughs> and then Walter Isaacson's Waddell, uh, Isaacson Waddell launched, you know, a Trailblazers podcast. And there are like six podcasts now with Trailblazers in the name. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I had branded it Trailblazers.fm. 
and um, and just you know decided that uh, even at the point of launch, I had people very close to me say, "Hey, you know, you sure you want to isolate yourself in a market of of highlighting black professionals? Why not highlight all business professionals?" And I thought, no, you know, the whole concept on this was to give a voice to successful black professionals and really step into that lane and own that niche. And yeah, uh, it's the best decision I ever made because totally um, being very clear about who it was that I wanted to focus in. The content's not one that we're um, offend. You know, it's, it's not offensive content to any other race to consume that content. Um, anyone can listen, but that just happens to be the, 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 the focus of, of our interviews. It's, uh, do you know Maurice Cherry? Yeah. Maurice is okay. a, a past guest of ours. Yeah. So Maurice Cherry was on uh, episode 175 and it's the same type of story. He highlights black, yeah. uh, designers. designers. Yeah. Amazing. And, and, I, and he's going really strong. Again, he's another guy we've, we met, like, I think he was at the first one or second I one. I met and it's him just... at the third. I met him at podcast <laughs> 16. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. And yeah, like you, I mean, I'm a hundred and I think this week was 148 yeah. episodes in. And, um, I tell you, you know, for podcasters in the room, uh, I think too many of us focus on downloads mm-hmm. and how much downloads we can get. And yeah. I think there's, there's wisdom in this, but, uh, I have probably to this point with other podcasters that I'm in mastermind groups with and other friends of mine who are approaching a quarter million to a half million downloads, you know, doing tremendously well. Uh, but maybe not. I, I know that in many ways I've received more sponsorship income to mm-hmm. this point with a lot less. I just crossed 150,000 downloads. Yeah. But the focus by me drilling down and saying, this is my niche, right? Um, I've gotten more engaged, a much more engaged community mm-hmm. of, of listeners and, and fans and followers on social. And I've also gotten much more engagement from people who said, hey, you know, this is the space, this is the lane we're in. And we'd love to sponsor what you're doing mm-hmm. without me soliciting. Hmm. And that's been a really big, and, and, you know, for a lot of us, we're like, oh, no, we need 50,000 downloads a month. Right. You don't yeah. you need to in your lane, focus on who you're trying to speak to, put together the best quality content and own that niche. Right. And allow your space and, and, and who you're serving um, to, to develop into to something amazing. And you'll, the money will follow. So the Jamaican business owners idea didn't, didn't last too long. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I have this idea in my head. Harry, of actually, course, you're your podcaster. Of course I've, you do. I've never shared this uh, publicly, but one of my desires is to start a podcast highlighting um, Jamaican. Yeah. Uh, Jamaicans, amazing Jamaicans. Um, That's, you, already, you already just named it, by the way. Well, actually, I'm, I'm, named I'm, it, <laughs> I named it 876 Podcast, um, which is the area code for Jamaica. I like I like amazing Jamaicans, man. <laughs> amazing Jamaicans, <laughs> and yeah, you got that, that. That's the one you get to have fun with, and yeah. uh, and just totally like relax. But this idea of dialing in and speaking to your core audience, I mean, I'm, I agree. I mean, I mean, I'm roughly around the same numbers, and I really don't even look at my um, apologies. We I think we've got a fire engine going by somewhere here, but if 
it's just like I don't really focus on them that much, and I I don't think I've ever hit more than maybe a thousand tops for one episode. You know, maybe a, a big guest or something. But my audience is so like niche, and it's like uh, it's like my family, and it's it's my way of connecting and staying connected to the podcasting world at this point. Like it's Absolutely. it's an amazing vehicle for, vehicle for me. I've learned so much because of what I've learned with these 180 plus interviews since 2014 is like what makes a successful show. And, and that really, really helped me as when I built my company Fullcast. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's just this platform and it's tied into this mission that I have of helping a million people find their voice. Love that, and, man. And so like, it's been so great. And, I, and if I trace it back, I can almost make the connection to DJing because when I was DJing, I just wanted people to be able to express themselves, right? through dance and 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 if i had the ability through what i was delivering to them to allow them to express themselves mm-hmm. then it was a su- successful evening and i just learned that you know i i what i've noticed through podcasting it's sort of the same thing because if I, i'm allowing people to express themselves on the show uh, with, uh, about their creativity which is you know nine times out of ten their podcast and so i, I feel like that same that dna has always been in me and so i'm actually going to put on a conference and we talked about this idea of um, these undiscovered voices. And so working with Chris and John, I'm, uh, I haven't talked about this a lot e- either. So th- I think this is going to be the first episode where I actually talk about it. It's called Clarion. It's the day before podcast. And nice. it's, a, it's, a, it's a one day conference. Um, and I'm trying just to bring in a mix of all the faces that I don't see when I go to conferences, right? I'm Latino mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, we need more Brown faces. We need more women. We need more, um, you know, just minorities in general. And, uh, LGBTQ and people with disabilities. And like, I want the people in this audience and I want the people on the stage to be a representation of that. So yeah. I, it, it's happening because uh, I'm partnering with Chris to leverage uh, the resources at, at PodFest. And it's going to be that Wednesday, March 6th, which is the day before. And they're allowing me to bundle a ticket. So it's making it even easier for people to, to, to come because they'll just get, they'll buy this and, and then they'll get the ticket to PodFest as well. Wow. Dude, that's awesome, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, thank you. And again, it's one of those things that scares the crap out of me. But, Absolutely. <laughs> like, we, but like we said earlier, like that's the sign. I, I got to go do it. So it yes. feels good. It feels, and it, and it aligns with this mission, right? This mission of helping a million people find their voice. It just now it's like podcast junkies, full cast, and now Clarion, like everything. I can, I feel like I can tie that under that umbrella. I love that you have such clarity in your mission and in, in a very similar vein, it took podcasting to help me get clarity on my mission, on my vision, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing what that legacy play was. I love to, to share that, you know, your legacy are the seeds you plant in that garden you likely will never see. Right? Mm. And um, having clarity on, on what your mission is, what your vision is, right? So when you and I are seated on a rocking chair, you know, at 75 years old, what will we look back? And in Jamaica. In Jamaica, right? In the grill, overlooking the cliffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what will we have achieved, right? And it's it's great to 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 get to that point and look back, but it's fantastic to be where we are right now and mm-hmm. look out to that point and say, you know what? Between now and then, this is what I want to accomplish. Not worrying about the comfort of or even the limitations of now, right? Um, just just saying, hey, you know, over this next 25, 30 years, what would I want 
this 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 grand you know life of mine um to be what would i mm-hmm. want to achieve for you it's it's affecting a million lives right um and in 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 a similar fashion through the journey of podcasting through talking to the the, the many people i have i realized through this experience that there are a great many people who want to be on the podcast who have asked to be featured and truly didn't have a personal brand. And I, I loved hearing their story, but then I Googled their name and nothing would come up. And I realized through podcasts, you know, this space and my talent as a brand strategist, that there was an opportunity for me to help, you know, people in that way. And so like you, you know, I have that mission to affect, uh, you know, as many lives as I can, you know, my goal is over the next five years to help 10,000 people Mm. build an amazing personal brand and an impressive digital footprint. And so it's amazing how, you know, this journey has kind of helped us gain clarity on our mission forward and, and being able to push into that, you know, comfort zone where you're comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you get comfortable, you kind of need to push yourself outside of that box once again. So what if that number was a hundred thousand or a million? I realize that that number is a million, right? But I, I think for me, what I've come clear on is that I can't, I need to be able to affect. So the the path I'm taking, the strategy I'm taking is to impact 10,000 lives who go on to impact 10,000 lives. Of course. Yeah. And so I know I will affect in the, in the, in the podcast space. We do this every day. We are being heard by people in countries we likely will never visit. Mm -hmm. And the story that you're sharing, this conversation that we're having right now, someone's hearing it in a country in the Middle East or in Asia or in Africa right now. And they're able to, to step into their community and apply the wisdom and the knowledge and the tools that they've gained from our conversation. And it's having an effect on, you know, hundreds of people in a community we'll never know about. Right. Yeah. So I realized through the same way the podcasting space works, I know if I can help, you know, uh, Annette Richards in, in Toronto, Canada, if I can help uh, Ray Watson uh, in San Diego, right, to, to build up their platform, to build their brand and to affect people through their knowledge and wisdom, then there's a whole other slew, hundreds of thousands of people that would have been impacted by the work that I did. Um, so Absolutely no, it's going to be millions, and and that's the goal. But you know, yeah, I think the idea of it is when you get to a number like that, it's going to be really hard to actually measure it. But what I realized, if I have if I have any chance of hitting that number, I need to not only it, do it one to one, but I have to find the amplifiers. I have to, I have to find the people to your exact point. Like, who are the people who have audiences of ten thousand or audiences of a, of a of a hundred thousand? And then the math becomes doable at that point. Could just like, okay, if I if I can impact this person, help them, you know, find their voice, then you know, I'll think, easily get to that number. I don't think your job is to worry about the numbers that they have. I yeah. think it's the impact, right? Because yeah. you might not even see the potential in that one who no doesn't even have a community yet. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying, you're looking for that person who is not yet being fed, right? Uh, that that person, that person of color, that person 
who is is trying to find their space. Yeah. Um, you know, and and really pouring into that one. And believe me, there's going to be one of those people who don't yet have a community who you've poured into who goes on to create something that is a hundredfold what we've you know been able to accomplish at this point. Mm-hmm. And that becomes, you know, that one. That yeah. gets you to a million. And to your point, you don't even know who that person is. You, know? you don't know who that person is. You know what's what's interesting about what you're doing is this idea that people came on your show and they didn't have an online presence, but now they do because I'm sure if, if their name gets googled now, like their appearance on your show may be one of the one of the first things or the only things that actually shows up for them. So you've actually given them that planted that seed of giving them that visibility. And there's so many people who, to this point, I've poured in, I've helped at least a dozen people get their podcasts off the ground. Mm. I'm sure you have as well, right? So think of all the people who are now consuming podcasts that we've poured into, right? Uh, Think of their numbers and their Mm -hmm. reach and and the communities they're now affecting. In the same way, Donald has affected me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Donald now is, is probably getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads on a monthly basis, but he is able to claim part of, and I always give him credit for pushing me ahead to, to create trailblazers and, and, you know, he's part of that impact, right? Um, so receiving it, credit for that. Yeah. One thing I like to do when I play back, cause I always like to play back my episodes when they go live and, but I always keep note of these types of mentions and like the shout outs. And, uh, I would think I was, I had either Ramona Rice on, uh, we were playing the, the podcast podcasters drinking game where every time we mention another podcaster you got to do a shot <laughs> so what i like to do is it's kind of early in the morning <laughs> for that Harry. <laughs> yeah especially for me but uh um but at least when for people that are listening they can do that play at home but I, what i like to do is i usually like tag like on twitter i'm like hey donald this is the, the moment because overcast lets you uh send the exact location of where you are in the episode the podcast player so you can say donald we're talking about you your ears are ringing and then i send it and I tag him on Twitter. So that's a nice way to get engagement. Uh, and we can do that for your um, your previous guests as well. You know, they'd be happy to hear that you were talking about them, I think. Absolutely. So what else have you thought about in terms of ideas? Because as podcasters, you know, we're, we're always entrepreneurs. And, and this idea of, um, and Maurice has done it a little bit too, this creating a directory or a profile or a way to give your listeners more visibility up and, you know, above and beyond what you're doing on the show. Yeah. I tell you the the most recent creation that I brought to life. I as as I was sharing with you, um, I came to the realization. I had this light bulb moment that there are many people who could benefit from sharing their story, but I was worried that they would not even get the the, the ability to to capture attention of podcasts as much as mainstream media because they had no footprint, they had no digital presence. And so I help businesses uh, develop their personal brand, uh, de- develop their brand and thought, what if I shifted this focus from businesses to individuals and really came, you know, and the challenge for that is there's only so much time in a day. Of right? course. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much time in a day. And so I, the struggle I had was developing another service. And so. Um, in October, launched beta on my first course, my first online course. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much, called Brand You Academy. And um, just completed our beta round. And um, it was a fantastic, uh, you know, fantastic group, fantastic cycle, because I wanted to bring in 10 or 12 people and I got like 19 people in. 
And, um, and it was good to get that input that one, uh, I, I didn't think I was at a point for launch, but forced myself to get it out in its imperfect state. And no one screamed at me and said, yeah, this is garbage, right? <laughs> so uh, lesson in that for those listening is, you know, don't wait until everything is perfect. Many parts of the course uh, were parts of, a, uh, of, of speeches I delivered back in 2016, right? So I sat on wisdom for two plus years, right? So maybe waited too long. But, you know, I think it's probably 60 or 70% of where I want it. But I put it out there and understanding now and having the confirmation that my 60% are some other people's 100% and they found a value in it. So um, I, I created this and, and I'm watching, you know, people who I know are, are launching books next year and putting together their own products and offerings and seeing them get tremendous value from it, you know, is is so rewarding to me because... I'm creating the future trailblazers, right? I'm helping people to blaze their trail by making sure that their personal brand is intact. So that was, yeah, that was really pleasing to me. One thing that's important that I learned when I, I've, I've had a coach probably for the past three and a half years, a business coach, and it's this idea of taking imperfect action uh, and perfect being the enemy of done. Like we, 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 especially if you're in the branding space, I imagine you're you're a bit OCD with some of these visuals. Uh, I used to collect fonts when I was like back in the PC days, and I could I could literally t- look at a sentence on the screen and I could tell you if it has two extra spaces in between. <laughs> I don't know how my eye catches that sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, just so, so I was, I was, I've always been a fan of design. I've never like formally like studied it. I've taken classes in design and, and graphic design, but so I'm. I'm I'm a student of that, but I think we have to be careful with that because, you know, for our own stuff, we can make sure it's like pixel perfect, but for things like launching ideas and getting stuff out there as an entrepreneur, uh, I talk about this a lot, but we have to be comfortable with the idea of failing and they could be small failures or big failures, but we learn very quickly how to get up, dust ourselves off and just try the next thing, try the next thing, try the next thing, because, you know, everyone knows all the success, quote unquote, success stories didn't necessarily start that way. I mean, Twitter started as ODO. And it was like a side project to do this little like messaging service, which blew up. So you never know, but you have to be comfortable like trying a, a bunch of diff- different things until you find something that works. Absolutely, man. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, there's many, many days I, I worked well through the night, you know, well, well, I, I, I joke, <laughs> joke with people and tell them, yeah, I woke up at like 2.30. Don't know when I fell asleep. Woke up, head in my laptop, you know. And just kept going. And that's, that's, it, it's impossible. It's a lot, it, it makes no sense to think um, that it was a good idea that this, this beta would go live in October. There is just so much happening in my life and I had no time left. I work a full-time job. I have this podcast. I have a young family. I have services. And, and to think that I could create a course just made no sense. But, you know, push through, push through that that uh impossible thought and you know saw it come to life saw it bring value to to you know a couple of uh, more than a dozen people and um and now excited about you know where it goes from here to your point there's so many of the modules that i put out that were not to my standard uh but the module was promised on a specific date and I pushed it, right? And and said, hey, you know, this is beta. I told you it was beta. Um, 
tell me what worked and what didn't, you know, and then continue to, to, to rev, you know, work through the iterations of it and improve from there. So get it out, you know, whatever you guys are sitting on, get it out, get it out now and put it out in the world and tell people, Hey, you know, this is a beta version of what do you think of it? And Mm -hmm. yeah. And bring them, bring them along the journey and just let them know that you'll need their feedback. And as long as they feel like they're part of something that they're helping you build something, you know, people get excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And people show you sides that you could, you know, you're in the picture, so you can't see the picture you're in with with your baby. Right. But they'll take you out of the picture and say, Hey, you know, you missed this spot right here. You know, this would be perfect right here. And it, it just changes everything for you when you get that input. Um, What platform are you on? Thinkific. Yeah. I love Thinkific. Good guys. Love Thinkific. Uh, Backdoor into there through a course I had done. Uh, some years ago at Lewis House and through his connection had access to it for six months for oh, free. Nice. So I said, oh, hey, let's, let's use Thinkific because it's yeah. free. And I'm um, really happy with the platform so far. So can you tell me where this drive that you have, um, you, you've, you're very successful in business and you, you launch a podcast and you're, you know, you're having success with that. Um, you have strong family values from what I can hear you describe. Um, where do you think a lot of that comes from? My parents. Um, mm. My dad is an entrepreneur himself mm. as okay. a chef at the core um, and a creative genius, uh, a painter, writer, actor, um, interior decorator, like somebody who just truly has talent in, on all sides. Um, and so I think my design brain, I can't cook like him. <laughs> um, but I think the design and the, the eye for entrepreneurship has kind of spun off from him. My mom's always worked in some kind of sales capacity, mm. but always had a side hustle as well. Yeah. And so I think between the two of them, you know, it's spun off uh, to me in that way um, to always have something going and, and to always have this creative gene. And it's, as I share it, it's, it's, I'm seeing signs of it in, in my, in my kids now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, but definitely credit my parents. Do, uh, this may be the same answer, but can you think of a relationship to, with a, a mentor that has helped you along the way? Um, absolutely. Uh, there's so many that have come along the way. I think me being where I'm at today is the result of uh, one, my dad's best friend who saw potential in me, uh, graduated high school in, in Kingston at age 16, which is typical. It wasn't that I was a brilliant kid, mm-hmm. uh, but came to Florida for a summer break. And he pretty much told me to go home and pack my bags. And he got me into school in, in South Florida wow. at Miami-Dade. And um, so, you know, my, my journey in the States begins with him and his guidance and, and mentorship. Um, I can think of uh, coming out of college. I had 12 jobs in three years. <laughs> Could not find my place. Of course you did. Right? <laughs> Entrepreneur's journey began yeah. right there. And I met this guy called Jerry Dinas um, three years in, uh, four years in, uh, out of college, who helped to stabilize my, you know, helped me to anchor myself in a mortgage industry. And there are many things he taught me that have carried forward to this day. Um, Donald, we've shared Donald's story. Take another shot right here. Um, And, you know, the benefit of having uh, other podcasters, um, Tiffany Sutherland, Rich Jones, a Paychecks and Balances, Kwame Christian, 
mm-hmm. negotiate anything. The four of us are in a mastermind together. Um, Amy Joshua, who you you might know from Mapcon. Yeah. Um, these are all friends, but who in their own right provide mentorship to me on a daily basis um, through WhatsApp and through the different messaging services and sometimes end up right here in the basement of the hard house, um, <laughs> you know, and, and have helped me get, get ahead in this journey. So lots of people, you know, I, I think, I think sometimes we think we have to have a formal relationship with people yeah, to, to, to be mentored by them. Um, and I have a lot of what, you know, digital mentors, right. Um, relationships that some of them we talk directly and some of them, they have no idea that they mentor me just through, through their work, right. Through their, con- through their content. Through their content. Pat Flynn's one of those people who have followed his journey. Um, Lewis Howes, um, from, you know, 2010, right. Yeah. Um, and before, so. I was just in, um, Australia in Brisbane for, we are podcast. Uh, Ronsley Vaz invited me to to speak there, and and it was an, an amazing experience because I talked about it a little bit uh, on the show. But there was it's a, again it's like a MapCon conference, and Ronsley runs an agency, so it runs. He has a team. He had like eight, like ten people helping him. So the the, the anti Joe Pardo because he actually had a, someone to help him with all this stuff. So he does his passion project. But we had he organized a speakers retreat after in the Gold Coast. And it was me, it was Dave Jackson, it was Pat Flynn, it was Jordan Harbinger, and, we were, and uh, Laura Peterson, um, Allie, Allison Melody was there, and it was, we were just hanging out in this house. And just uh, Omar Zenhoff um, from $100 MBA was there, and it was just a nice time, and it was just a bit surreal for me, <laughs> because I'm when, sure. I went to, when I went to New Media Expo, I saw Pat Flynn speak about podcasting, so... <laughs> It was weird. We were just hanging out in the house playing like board games and they had a magician come in and, and do stuff for us. It was cool. I, I don't think I can ever recover from how, how, how I geeked out at Pat when we first met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were What's in a Grand, Grand Hyatt in San Diego and I'd, I was attending Traffic and Conversion Summit uh, by digitalmarketer.com, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Dice. And I'd registered for the event and then last minute, you know, Pat ended up being a, a breakout session speaker. And in that space, Pat's smaller to, you know, that whole universe of, of, um, quant guys mm-hmm. in the marketing space and, um, walked right into him in the lobby and just totally, <laughs> totally geeked out and ended up winning a 15 minute interview with him. And just, oh, nice. I think it's my episode four on Trailblazers and yeah. you could just hear my voice crackle the entire <laughs> interview. Just complete freak out moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I always I actually, have tremendous respect for him. Good guy. He actually is so funny because we were past kept crossing. When I started taking uh, speaker training, I, I was at Advance Your Reach, which is in Colorado Springs. And I went a couple of years. And then when I made it to the contest, they had like um like uh, an American Idol style contest to, for your speech. and they went from 40 people to 12. And so I made the first round. And so I got to go on the stage and Pat Flynn was there, happened to be there that year as a, as a judge. So, <laughs> so he judged uh, my talk and I was again, super nervous up there. Um, and what's interesting is my talk actually involves him. So it was, it was surreal because he's part of my journey, you know, my entrepreneur, my podcasting journey. So we got to hang out with him and all, all the judges in the green room after because we had made it to the final 12. And then that's where we connected a little bit more. And then at that point, I was like, okay, now you can come on the show because at least we have some history. 
and that's the, that's the nature of this show. Like I really want, you know, I get a lot of outreach, cold outreach for people being on the show to talk about like how good they are at sales and marketing. I'm like, that's not what the show's about. Right. Yeah. And if, and if it's for the people who know, and I just, as you imagine, go to enough conferences to get enough people to invite. Uh, you mentioned Rich. I got I, I reminded again. I just keep, he's another one of those guys, Rich Jones. Uh, he's hilarious. Out, yeah. He's a great guy. We hung out in um, NAB in Vegas. <laughs> Jared had invited us to speak at some stuff together. So uh, mental note to ask him to come on as well. Absolutely. So, so uh, a couple questions as we wrap up, what's something you've changed your mind about recently? Wow. Um, so this, this, my dad and I have been in talks about creating something together. And I had a chance to sit with him on Sunday, this past Sunday morning in Kingston and, um, and get him back on board. And it's, it's something that is truly a legacy play for me. Something mm. I want to see. Um, because his, his whole career has been service oriented. And I want to see him create a product. And, mm. um, and so we've had our challenges through it, but I think, you know, if it's something that is, has re-energized me in a big way, um, after having that conversation this weekend and, and, um, is shifting a lot in my head right now mm. um, as I process how, how things could work out. So can't really expand too much on it, but as much yeah. as I, I can, you know, that's, that's changed a, a whole, my whole framework and outlook as I look into 2019. So that's exciting. Right. <laughs> I, I, I get the, entrepreneurs always have a secret project they're working on. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I can't tell you about this, but it's, oh my God, I'm working on this thing. It's going to be so great. Um, that's a little, I hope up. it is. I hope it is. It will be. Uh, it will be. I hope it is because, you know, a lot of the things that we pursue are great, but when, when you have the opportunity, time is so precious. And, you know, I, I don't know um, how much time we have left mm -hmm. together whether it's you know a year or 10 years or 20 or more right but to take a hold of an opportunity to have to create something with my dad right mm -hmm. in in this precious season that we're in right now is just amazing to me and and to have a product that would be a legacy play right um yeah. would be huge yeah so you've you've mentioned this word several times so now i gotta ask you you talk about legacy a lot why is why is that important to you I think that at the end of the day, sometimes we, we focus so much on ourselves and now being a dad to two young crumb, snatch, crumb snatchers, right? <laughs> uh, I see the, I see, I no longer see life as this finite, you know, thing where it's like, you know, all about me. I look at my life through them. I look at my life through their lives and and them having kids and living mm -hmm. on and and very quickly our time on this earth will pass right mm -hmm. and and so i i look at how can i position the time the limited time i have here to make it a better place for them and for my grandkids and and the generations to follow been very caught up in ancestry myself and mm -hmm. putting together my own story yeah and i wish i could hear um, a conversation like we're having right now, uh, f you know, from my grandparents, from, you know, my, the, the people that moved to Jamaica, 
yeah. from Nigeria and from Ireland and, you know, created this crazy family of ours, right? So um, legacy is really important in that light mm-hmm. for, for many reasons, right? For, for the people that came before me that got us to where we are now and, and then my part in this journey um, for the ones that follow. Yeah, very cool because I think as podcasters, we were in sort of investigative and inquisitive by nature. And I had that same feeling when I was visiting my parents back in New York. And um, I remember early on, I recorded some stuff, but I, even just the last time, I just pulled out Evernote. I started asking them, like, what's your grandfather's name? And what's your, do you remember your great grandfather? Because this, and, and, and especially in, I don't know how it is in Jamaican, but I'm from El Salvador and there's nothing going back beyond my grandfather that I'll, probably ever be able to find let me tell you brandon bouchard put a post out on instagram i'll find a link and i'll send it to you so Mm -hmm. you can tag people up but just this past thanksgiving um i referenced his post he had 30 questions that he'd asked his dad and Mm -hmm. i documented them in evernote and my dad my whole family got together this thanksgiving um at my uncle's house and um i i were comfy on the wednesday night before And I said, hey, you know, let's have a conversation. Pulled out my iPhone, turned on voice memo. Mm -hmm. And there's crazy kitchen prep happening in the background. So it wasn't podcast worthy. Yeah. But I hit record and just started asking. And I got through maybe 20 of the 30 questions. Let me tell you, I had the most amazing experience, out-of-body experience, listening to some of the responses to some of those questions that that being my immediate, immediate family. And there's so much that at 41 years old, I'd never heard before, yeah. never heard before. Yeah. And I think it's, it's imperative. It's, it's so critical that we capture the stories as much as we can right now, because without that knowledge, you know, it ends with them, right? It ends yeah. where, wherever, you know, and I had the same conversation, a similar conversation with one of his eldest brothers that poured into me and I didn't know that we had Nigerian connection until I had that conversation three years ago. Wow. So highly encourage it. You know. Very cool. What what is the most misunderstood thing about you? That because I'm Jamaican I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> Well, it depends on what state you're in, because it's actually legal right now. So it's legal here. It so. is. But I mean, you know, thinking I have an appreciation for it. For that yeah. Reason. Yeah. Um, no, I think we live in a day and age where it's like those taboos are no, not taboo anymore. It's just like, you know, people are like, oh, would you, would you like an edible? And it's like, you're not breaking the law. It's the same thing as like, would you like a drink? You know, it's just, yeah. I think we're moving through generations where people like, attach stigmas to these sort of things. So, you know, like to each his own and, you know, if, it, if if whatever works for you and you know without (laughs) making judgments on folks but i think people are more open-minded about that stuff nowadays i hope so (laughs) (laughs) yeah man you know i'm a dad i'm a pro dad you know and and um i've had people ask you know um what's the most important thing to me and it's that you know it comes before business it comes before the money Mm -hmm. um i've had lots of money i've lost lots of money um, the things that matter most to me are my relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a great father and a great husband um, to my wife or, you know, right up there. Um, well, Stephen, that time flew as I sort of figured it would with us. But uh, thank awesome. you. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm glad we made this happen. I'm I'm glad you know I got to know you a little bit more because these are my opportunities to slow down. You know, as much fun as we have, you know, we we, we get to hang out socially, but I use this these opportunities as a way to just continue to to build and deepen my connections with people in the podcasting space. And and I'm glad now that you know I, I I know you a little bit better now and and get to share your story with my audience. Likewise, man. I can't wait to to hang out with you again, whether it's yeah. at MapCon or. PM and I, you know, I definitely want to hear you on the ones and twos. So I'm putting yeah. Fitch out right now for Jared Easley and Dan <laughs> to get you, get you a session. You know, yeah. I could do it. That could be my, um, you know, how DJs they they have like their circuit where they travel to like different countries and you know. Yes. So instead of Ibiza, Germany, and Spain, it could be podcast movement, podfest, and MapCon. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Just, yeah, so it'll be fun. So all what's the, the conference best events organizers make it happen. <laughs> official old school DJ for podcasters. Yes. Uh, what's the best place for folks to track you down online? You can find me at stevenahart.com, Stephen with a PH. Um, and I'm everywhere at Stephen A. Hart. Okay. Well, thanks so again, brother. Uh, it's been a blast. I appreciate you sharing the story with my audience. Always humbled to have an opportunity, my brother. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Stephen for coming on the show. It's always appreciated when guests take a, an hour of their time to share their story with this audience. I know you guys appreciate it, and I can tell from the feedback of recent episodes that you're really enjoying these conversations. So keep that feedback coming, please. As always, full show notes, which include timestamps, quotes pulled from this conversation, any links mentioned, they're all going to be available at podcastjunkies.com forward slash 185. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil, cedarsoil.com. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Focusrite, and their awesome line of gear, especially the Scarlet 2i2, which is my go-to sound card. Tune in next week for my conversation with Justin Jackson. He's the host of Product People and host of a new show called uh, Build Your SaaS. And even more interesting, Justin is the co-founder of Transistor.fm, a new player on the podcast hosting scene. And we had a really long conversation because there was a lot of questions I had. I've been fascinated with everything they've been doing. I actually binged that whole series of Build Your SaaS and uh, we really geek out a lot of amazing stuff. So don't forget to tune into that episode next week. If you made it this far, you're hanging out for the retention hashtag. It's going to be Trailblazing Steven. And Stephen is spelled S-C-E-P-H-E-N. So trailblazing Stephen, one word. And you can tag myself at podcast underscore junkies and Stephen at TBPod for trailblazers. So that's uh, T-B-P-O-D. That's his Twitter handle. Thanks again for all you do to support the show. Please spread the word far and wide for anyone who's a fellow podcast junkie and have a fantastic day.